All right, welcome on into the podcast. I'm Brett. I'm Dorian. And uh, today is our Thursday throwback of Avatar Book 3 Fire, Season 3 of the Avatar series. We did it. We're done. We did it. Uh, I got to say, this was a lot of work. This is way more uh, watching and work than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I think if we do, I mean, I don't know. I think if we do another series, maybe like one a month, because it was like... Trying to fit even ten episodes a weekend felt like a quite a bit, especially when you're not just watching. But you gotta take notes. You gotta it. take notes and kind of understand and know what you're talking about and reference back to it and have it make sense. So, well, so especially a show as deep as like Avatar, just with how much lore and how much like uh, other stuff that you can like get into on the show here and all that. Like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like, share with your friends. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, uh, make sure you're subscribed as well and that you're sharing it with your friends. Um, and leave us a review yeah, for either of them or comment on YouTube. We love it. So yeah. uh, we yeah. know a couple of you have and uh, have brought up some really good points in the past. And so uh, stuff I don't remember about, you know, uh, certain people. So yeah. So let's get into it. So uh, first impressions of watching this season, like the first time you've ever watched it, like what, yeah. what was going through your head? Uh, I just remember waiting a long time. Like it felt like it was a long time as, you know, I was a teenager when this came out and uh, impatient in general. So, yeah. um, you know, I I just think that, uh, and I, I mean, for a good reason, I, I felt like I was waiting too long because I really love this show. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like uh, it was never coming, never coming, never coming. And then, well, yeah, because I remember this, you were saying that this is like one of the few shows, like when you, you were actually waiting for like the next season and just chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember waiting. And then when it came out, I was more than satisfied. Yeah. So, no. So, I mean, I don't know if, uh, our listeners, viewers, uh, our people, uh, remember or not but when i when i first watched this uh series i basically just binged it on netflix after it came out so but i do remember like once as i got to season three i was like okay wow this show grew up between seasons yeah big time this this uh season definitely has a lot more of a serious tone and darker and not like to the point where like really uh makes it like inappropriate for kids here it's just like compared to like the first two seasons it's more it it it, it kind of like turns the dial more. I yeah, would say. yeah. It pushes those boundaries a little bit more. Uh, so uh, yeah, and if you guys haven't checked out our other Thursday throwbacks, we talk about uh, book one and book two as well. Uh, and so check those out. But yeah, so we're we're focusing solely on uh, book three, fire. And so yeah, yeah. So uh, first impressions on rewatching it. Uh, for me, first impressions rewatching, I felt, I felt like it was a shorter season, even though there's like the at, same, at least more, one, one more episode, one more than, normal. episode than uh, the last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think because of how quality the episodes were. Well, I think it's also just, uh, the writing is just very airtight this season. It's very, like, it was, I mean, yeah, it's the final season it's ve- by and large. It's very focused on like, you know, where, what it wants to go, what boxes it needs to check off in order to like get us to the finale. Yeah. And there's, uh, I mean, there were, I think, I don't remember the timeline, but there was always rumors of a book four. 
Yeah. Because we never got book four air. Originally, there were supposed to be four, and they ended up doing three. Yeah. Uh, I think that was right call because I really like the finality of three. Yeah. It does raise questions, though, you know, with certain things, and we'll talk about them later. We will, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, when I was rewatching this uh, season for this Thursday throwback, I forgot how good this season was. Yeah, so here. good. Um, and it it's one of those ones that, like I said, Writing very airtight, it makes it very easy to binge just because it's just like, you know, oh, yeah, no, I definitely need to watch another one. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, I definitely need to watch another one after that here. It's mm-hmm. like it makes it very easy. It's a very potato chip effect kind of season, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah. But, um, but you know, looking back on it, I was really surprised uh, that Nickelodeon, like, agreed to a three-season format for – a show as popular as avatar here, just because I feel like most, like most TV shows or like most like uh kids shows, they'll just try to milk it and just uh, say, Oh, we don't care. Just make sure you're coming up with something. That way we could just uh, keep our numbers up basically. Yeah. I think part of that is due to the nature of the show being story driven and not just like one off. Sure. Like funny, like fairly odd parents. Like sure. there's no like overarching. Yeah. Well, I mean, story. Well, I mean, you even look at like something like, uh, I mean, granted, it's you know different nationality, but anime. Yeah. Like, you know those. I mean, by and large, you'll see like a lot of those be story focused. That's true. Yeah. Here, but they'll Milk go. On, they'll go on and I on. Mean, like that's why we have Boruto. Yeah, I mean, find finding a uh, finding like you know <laughs> like a mini series anime or something that's actually condensed down to like uh, ten episodes, like or so, a nice a nice uh, you know. Uh, digestible format as opposed to like getting into hundreds and hundreds of episodes. It's yeah, like, like Samurai Shampoo and yeah, uh, Death Note's Death another Note, one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but so so let's talk about like uh, what's happened between season uh, two and season three here. Yeah, so we kind of leave season two on a, on a huge cliffhanger, one that I loved and hated. Yeah, being that uh, Ang got shot. While but with lightning, while he was in the Avatar state, mm-hmm. uh, he got healed. We saw that at the end of season three. Yep, and then he passes out basically, and that's the end of the se- the season. Yeah. So then it picks up. Aang's waking up. He has hair. Yeah. So he's been out. He's been out for a while. Yep. Uh, they're on a Fire Nation ship. He thinks he's captured. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out they kind of they they basi- overtook it somehow, and, and they're basically masquerading as Fire Nation and going to the Fire Nation. Yeah. Or- yep. Pretty much. Um. Uh, you know, Zuko has been given the credit for um, killing the Avatar, killing the Avatar, so like, he's back. Yeah, Iroh at the end of season two surrenders to Azula and the Dai Li, mm-hmm. knowing he's not going to win that. F- I mean, he probably could have won that fight. He probably could have. He probably could have. Wouldn't have helped him, so he got thrown in prison. Well, so we I mean, see him in jail. I mean, he he plays that pie show, man. He's just like playing the long game. Oh man. yeah, and we see that played out too. Yeah. So let's look at the characters and where they are now. Uh. So, Aang, the Avatar. Yeah. Uh, from his progression from season one and even season two, he's way more serious. Yeah. I mean, he's still Aang. He's still a kid. But, I mean, he's definitely come to terms with the responsibility. And, like, also just the fact that in season two, he failed. Like Yeah, big time. Like, the bad guys won. Bossing say failed or fell. And he understands that he can't fail anymore here. Like... This is this is no longer a thing that the world can afford. 
Yeah, and you see that that specific thing that the world can't afford having Fire Nation in power is kind of the, the theme, obviously, of this because it takes place in the Fire Nation. Uh, and we see it firsthand, like, uh, even down to, like, the, um, what do you call it? Uh, not brainwashing. What's the term? Indoctrination. Yeah, kind of. But, uh, like, all the different, like, things they're teaching in schools, like... Yeah. Uh, how great their nation is, this, that, and the other thing, and yeah, when really it's kind of very similar to like a Nazi Germany, Nazi Germany yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think Aang's kind of coming to terms. He has to face his destiny really soon, which is to take down the Fire Lord. And now, what that means for him is doing something potentially that he doesn't won't do, which is take life. Yeah, because up to this point, like he hasn't, and like. Meanwhile, Sokka's like blowing up airships with like he dudes in it. He's going hard. Oh, he doesn't care. No, but uh, he's a warrior. Yeah, but uh, but no. So yeah, I mean, Aang has the moral conviction on like whether or not he should, uh, you know, uh, kill Zuko's dad, the Fire Lord Ozai, and you know, it does. It's not something that really comes to fruition or comes to like a like a actual, uh, you know point or like point of contention until like towards the end of the season here. yeah and it was it was really uh zuko asked him like yeah uh it was they uh, were, who were they fighting azula i n- can't know no, it was Kimba- with, it was with a uh, katara like when she was going after uh oh her that's mom's right killer and you know he's like he's like i'm glad you chose not to resort to like you know taking yeah and she, he's like he's like so if that's how you feel how are you gonna deal with my dad here yeah, essentially, what Aang said what was Katara didn't it didn't lead to taking their life and getting like revenge, and he's like it never it never should. Yeah, and he goes, well, then what are you going to do about my dad? Yeah, uh, and then that causes the great conflict in him, and then he ends up talking to his avatar selves of the past. Yeah, say, and what, what, all of them are on the same page. Like you have to do what's better for the world. Like, yeah, you have to take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. All right, Katara. Yeah. Uh, getting stronger and stronger. You know, she's a waterbending master at this point. Yeah. On, on level with anyone, really, I think. Yeah, no. Uh, like, uh, Paku, I think, would... Like, if they rematched, they would probably either be a stalemate or she would be winning one of the two here. Yeah. Which is insane to me, considering it's only been a year. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if even that, because... Well, they, they talk about how a year ago... Like in the finale episode, basically a year ago, blah 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 blah. A year ago, blah 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 blah. Okay, blah. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, as I mean, if it's not a full year, it's I really mean, close to. I mean, it, it is a little bit of a Mary Sue syndrome here, where it's just like, <clears throat> like, okay, we are going to make this character good, that because you know that's just the thing. But I mean, you also have to consider the fact that she was just kind of a prodigy just to be. Yeah, she with was because yeah. I mean, she had nobody in her village to teach her water bending, but yet she figured it out somehow just to do like just basic stuff. And then, you know, now that she, she was able to like, you know, actually grow from that. She can actually, uh, you know, uh, yeah. go to her full potential essentially. Yeah. And she, and she does to the two and gets tested along the way multiple times. She has, they have the, the puppet, ma- the puppet master, I think, episode. Yeah. They also have the episode. I can't remember the name of it, where she goes and confronts his mother, her mother's uh, killer. The, the Southern Raiders. Southern Raiders. Yeah, he yeah. was the leader of the Southern Raiders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's. Uh, 
I mean, personality-wise, she's still the mother of the team Avatar. She, yeah, I think you see that a lot more, especially in that one episode where like Toph is uh, running scams and all that. Oh yeah, and like she's they're all having fun she, and making she, money. Yeah, she's kind of being the rube of the bunch here, and like saying like you guys need not need not to do this, but also like even um uh, the Lady of the Lake episode where she's like uh you know masquerading as Lady of the Lake here for and you know essentially trying to be benevolent to this village and helping this village that's fallen on hard times because of the fire nation here and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you definitely see a compassion side, but you also see her go to like some serious and dark places here. Like, you know, we mentioned the puppet master episode. We also mentioned the Southern Raiders, but you also, you also ha- see her kind of have conflictions on like her feelings for Aang as well, because, uh, there's a, yeah, because, that, uh, because it's one point that she, you know, just doesn't seem like she's just sees Aang as a brother and, you know, just hasn't thought of it, thought of it in any other capacity or anything other than that here. Yeah. I think there's a lot of nods this season to, uh, Katara and Aang not ending up together. Cause it gets brought up so many times, all the guys she's either had a thing for, or that yeah. the audience has wanted them to have a thing like jet, uh, uh, Zuko, Zuko yeah. and then uh, what, what's the guy's Earth, name? Earthbender. Yeah, uh, I forget. I want to yeah. say it's Haru, but I know that's wrong. Nah, it's mate. I I know there's a Haru in the show. I just don't know. That's the name of uh, Chris well, Farley's yeah, character yeah, in Beverly, Beverly Hills Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that, but I'm I'm sure there's a character named Haru. I just can't figure out which one. But yeah, is. so basically, any young boy or person has that's come into the fold is yeah, like been a love interest potentially for Katara. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, anything else on Katara? No, not really. So let's, uh, move on to, uh, Sokka. What a tribe. What a tribe. Yeah. He's still there for comedic effect. There's not as much comedy in this season. I don't think. No, not, not Just as much. Just because of the, t- the overall tone. It's, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, he's the, one of the main strategists for the invasion and then the day of black sun specifically. Yeah. Uh, I love that he gets his own kind of master and becomes a swordsman. Yeah. That's really cool. Obviously, he's not a bender. Right. Um, well, and like, even that episode kind of like addresses the whole fact that, you know, compared to like, uh, you know, all the benders in Team Avatar, uh, when it comes to combat, he's kind of like the useless one out of the whole bunch. Or he's like the very like, uh, you know, underpowered one when everybody else is OP and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so he kind of finally finds a way to kind of make himself like, you know, relevant into a combat standard when you have all these other people who have like martial arts superpowers here. Yeah. 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 Essentially you're dealing with people that are like, like, you know, you walk into a gunfight, everyone's got a nuke, but you. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, I just love that he gets to kind of shine in multiple episodes this season. He does, yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the crown jewel of Avatar, the series, <laughs> Prince Zuko. Yep. Uh, again, has the most growth out of any character. Uh, becomes the hero we all wanted. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he. I mean, you get to see kind of what you were rooting for in season two. It takes a little bit in season three, about halfway through, until he actually becomes part of Team Avatar. Yep. Uh, after Day of Black Sun, which is like the mid-season finale, which is, I think, episode 10 and 11. Roughly, yeah. Then we get, right after that, we get Zuko joining the team. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've talked on our podcasts and our shows that it's very hard to do a convincing 
redemption arc here. We talked about it like, you know, in Star Wars with like Vader and Kylo Ren. I think uh, Zuko's redemption arc is like basically like a gold standard on like how to do mm-hmm. like or write a redemption arc for somebody here. And have it be believable. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the main thing is like making it believable. And with Zuko, it most certainly is here. Yeah, because he's dealing... I love, and we'll talk about the episode later, how, how, like, as much as this series is about Aang, it's about Zuko. No, I mean, Zuko and Aang are the two main characters here. Like, you know, Sokka, Katara, they're small potatoes compared to Zuko right now. Because Yeah, especially this season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could argue season one, Katara and Sokka are much more in the limelight, but... I mean... Still Zuko being the yin to the yang, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Just great all-around writing for Zuko uh, and acting from Dante Bosco. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, Uncle Iroh. Yeah, he gets buff. No, like he got he got swollen the clink. Yep. I mean, you know, you don't get to see as much of Iroh as you do in like uh, previous seasons, and I think that's probably more than likely due to the fact that his original voice actor died uh, after finishing uh, season two. So I think they had to get a replacement actor and, you know, I mean, not hard, not, not easy to do, not easy to do, but I mean, I I think he still does a good job of voicing him. And then, uh, which is kind of interesting because the same voice actor that, uh, you know, who they got to replace, uh, Iroh and this season, he also voiced him in, uh, Korra. Oh yeah. But also, uh, in Samurai Jack season five, because Monko voiced. Uh, oh, so he was like his uh, double, basically. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, is is a is a voice double or whatever. Those are real. Like, are they? Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, you got to think of all the different sources of media. Like, um, oh yeah, James yeah. Arnold Taylor, who voices Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Ewan McGregor's voice double before Clone Wars even started? Really? For like video games and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, those those are real jobs out there for okay, sure. Interesting. So. Uh, so again, don't get to see him as much as you do, but you still get some really great moments. Like, you know, obviously him just like doing his own metal bending, like organic metal bending, because when the day of black sun happens, he doesn't have his fire bending, but those bars are bent. Like, oh yeah. I'm, he, he I'm, to, I'm guessing cause he was swole. Yeah. He had to physically bend yeah. those bars. He had to physically do metal bending yeah. like without actually like being an earth bender here. I wonder if he did it before the eclipse actually happened, if he knew it was coming. Because hmm. we don't really know. I think he did it when the eclipse happened because so that he'd have a better shot. Well, right, because I mean, because I mean, if you're either way, it seems like it'd be the same though, because he's a firebender and very strong, mm-hmm. and so you're going toe to toe with fi- other firebenders. But then at this point, you're just getting physical with a couple people, right. which is the same thing because well, you don't you can't firebend either. Right. I mean, I think. I think the advantage was that once he was out, yeah, that makes sense. When he was, you know, just in better physical form than any of the other firebenders, and the firebenders have been relying on firebending their entire life. So when they don't have that anymore, it's just like, okay, this is essentially kryptonite, and now Batman's coming to come after you here. Yep. I think that's basically what happened because he did break out during the day of Black Sun here. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I think... Um, Which is more like eight minutes of Black Sun. Sure. But anyway. Yeah. All right, so uh, anything else on Iroh? No, not really. I mean, just uh, 
I mean, I mean, you do get to see him like finally understand like what is the white Lotus here. Yeah. You season. do get to see the white and Lotus. He's been like pretty much the head of it yeah. this whole time working in the, the background. And you also get to see uh, just like little bits and pieces of like, you know, his past with the fire nation, like how he didn't murder the last dragon. So he, so he's kind of always been like somebody who's never quite been a hundred percent dedicated to the fire nation to begin with here. No. Yeah. Would have been a much better Fire Lord. Than oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Ozai for sure. Yep. All right, so Toph, not not a whole lot to say about Toph. She's still spunky. She's more lighthearted this season. She's yeah. not not as critical. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's all I got. For I Toph. mean, yeah, not not really much going on with Toph. I mean, it's like a lot more focus on like other characters this season. Yeah, but Azula. Yeah. So she gets cray cray by the end of the season. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like delusional seeing stuff like the whole nine yards. No, I mean, she like, because I mean, you could, you've seen like maybe a, a glimpse here and there of like some underlying, like psychosis in Azula and like season two. And even like in this season, like for the most part, you'll see like just some underlying stuff here, but never like her fully snapping here where here, like, by the end of it, she's like gone full psychotic. Yeah. And I mean, she's haunted by uh, her mother essentially just being, uh, you know, disapproving of her life and how she goes about things. It's something that she's, it's like the one thing that she's never quite gotten in her life because she's become a master firebender. She's become a prodigy. She's had her father's approval. She's had all these things. The one thing that she had that her, uh, that she didn't have that her brother did have was her mother's approval. Right. And, you know, at, and at the end of the day, her strive for perfection and all those things basically come back to like essentially be her downfall. Yeah. Nope. And yeah, you, you see that play out in the last couple episodes with literally seeing visions of her mom and, oh, yeah. uh, down to her, you know, cutting her hair because it's not cooperating. Like yeah. just how on edge everything kind of put her. Oh, and she's like just straight up paranoid. She's like banishing. Oh, yeah. Banishing who, everyone in those like, old ladies, all these people that she deems untrustworthy all of a sudden, the Dai Li <laughs> gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That fight would have been completely different at the Dai Li stayed. Probably. Yeah. Like there's even, even I know Zuka is super powered because the com- comment was happening, but yeah. Uh, when they have an Agni Kai, yeah, it's uh after she tells the Dali to go kick rocks, basically. Yeah. And they're like, okay. I mean, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Tylee and Mai are still around. Yeah. Uh, or May. I don't remember. I can't. Never. Mai, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think the only, the only reason I put them on here is because they have a, they both have a moment with Azula that you're like, yes, thank you for yeah. not listening to your psychotic friend. Yeah. No, for real. So, Mai basically... Um, betrays uh yeah essentially betrays azula because she's in love with zuko yeah and azula was trying to basically they were going to cut the line uh and she goes against her you know as her uncle uh yeah yeah who's like the warden, anyway, yeah warden of this j- prison and zuko's trying to get out of it with some people mm-hmm. and they're going to cut it and she basically stops azula from finishing from it finishing it yeah. um they got off they were all in this skirmish and she's like, I'm going to fight you basically. And she, and then 
as as soon as Azula's gonna bend at her, Mai comes in and and chi blocks her. Yeah. Uh, and then she has like kind of a redemptive. Mai has a redemptive arc, and she joins the Kyoshi Warriors at well, the end. Well, Tylee, you mean? Sorry, Tylee does. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, I told him all chi blocking. Yeah. Which in my head, I'm like, because there are people in Korra. Yeah. That chi block. Yeah. They had the, to have learned it from someone. Yeah, the equalist or yeah. all that. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. maybe. Tylee was the start of the equalist. Something or like some, something got passed down somewhere along the yeah. lines. Hard to say. Oops. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, and then, you know, you got a couple other characters in there as well here. Mostly, mostly side characters like Suki's. Suki. They're a lot more, but still not a main character because of her relationship with Sokka. I mean, essentially, that's the main reason why she's there. She doesn't really do. She's more of a plot device for Sokka as opposed to like being like her own full character with her. I mean, there's some really funny moments that happen because Suki's around like the tent scene. Yep. Yep. So so Sokka's waiting for, he's getting all, uh, uh, I don't know what the word would be prepped. He's getting prepped for Suki to come and spend some quality time with him. Yeah. And so he's got candles lit and all this stuff. And he's like, Oh, Hey Suki. And then Zuko's the one that walks in the room and he's like, Hey, and Zuko. And he's like, (laughs) Oh, hey, uh, Suki wasn't coming over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then because she's outside, she see her outside. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. There's some really funny moments with that. So. No, no, there most certainly are here. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, you got other characters like Boomy who comes back. I mean, not really much to say about him, but you do finally get like why he was waiting, why he was like waiting. That. And so he's just like, oh, there's an eclipse. All right. Yeah. I guess I'll uh, go take do back this. the whole city by go, myself. Go do this now, which. Just seeing them fight in there, I felt like he could have done that without the eclipse here, yeah. but you know, less casualties. Yeah, but hey, riding, I guess. But yeah, but um, but then you get people that come back, like uh, Master Paco. Yeah, Master Paco, uh, the swords, the swordsman. I, I can't remember his name. I, I can can't. Never... I can't either. But he's part of the White Lotus too. Uh, Jong Jong. Jong. Yep, he do, he's in there. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's pretty much the White Lotus are all the masters they've met. For the whole series, almost. Yeah. So you have the sword master, you have the water bending master. Uh, the only thing I don't really have is an earth bender. Well, Boomy. Oh, duh. Yeah. So yeah. Then you have Boomy. Yeah. Then you have Zhang Zhang for fire, and yeah. then you have Iro, who's kind of the head of it all. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like. Yeah, a little uh, mini Avengers of uh, <laughs> Grandmaster Benders in uh, the world of Avatar. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some notable episodes. Yeah. So. All right, let's start off with episode one, which is The Awakening. We already kind of talked about this, but I want to go a little bit more in depth on it. So first off, Aang has hair, and it looks super weird. Yep. Uh, And he has it for about half the season, too. I mean, granted, the headband kind of helps it out a little bit, kind of blends it in a little bit better. Well, and he's trying to to hide that arrow, obviously. Absolutely. Because they are full on in in the Fire Nation. Enemy territory. Yep. But... uh, but no, you you see him like uh like in this episode, really feeling guilty about uh him just letting Bossing say down. It really is like I think calling back to him about like when he ran away and you know uh basically froze himself for a hundred years in that storm yeah. here. And he's like he's like I did it again, you know. And yeah. he's like that wasn't supposed to happen. This none of this was supposed to happen. Uh, and then you have Katara who's like uh bitter at her dad you know it's kind of like you know seeing like that more serious side of katara here and then you know just her dad just not not being there because of the war and like Mm -hmm. 
you know, all these things have, have happened. And then Zuko gets a return home. He's the hero now, basically pretty much got everything he wanted. Yeah. And, or thought he wanted. Yeah. But then like, you know, basically ends with like, uh, Aang essentially ditching his staff here and like, just letting it burn on, on like, uh, this nearby volcanic Island here. Yeah. Um, pretty good episode to open the season with there's a lot of explaining what's been going on it's a lot of stage setting as well here yeah and like the next few episodes like we're not going to talk about them very much but the next two is kind of like him going to a fire nation school and seeing how indo- indoctrinated that's the word i was looking for yeah uh indoctrinated all these kids are yeah um and then they have to leave because they have a dance party and they're not allowed to dance because it's apparently it's the town of footloose yeah basically uh, yeah so, uh, anyway, but yeah, so let's talk about episode four, Sokka's master. Yeah. So what'd you think of that? I mean, I think it was just a sweet, cool episode, definitely written for Sokka, uh, but all, not just to be for Sokka since it's the last season, but it, it, it gave him a lot more agency, yeah, a lot purpose more, a lot and more, agency for more, the whole season. More things to do as opposed to just being like the guy. Being the ideas guy, the boomerang the, guy, the boomerang. Now he's guy. space sword guy. Yeah, space sword guy. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so yeah, and his teacher obviously being tied to the White Lotus, super cool. Yeah. Uh, and we get a nod to that in this episode where he has the pie show thing on the front of his little was like a door entering his compound. I think so, but then he gave him like the pie show. Yeah, piece the that piece. was the White Lotus, and like, oh, I wonder what that means. And everybody who's like been paying attention, yeah, like, oh. like, it's like. I, 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 see I, I, I see I see what you're doing there. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was really cool. He wasn't there very long, but he was learning some sword stuff. And uh, the master helped him craft his own sword. And he had to find the material to make it out of. And he decided an asteroid. Yeah. I mean. Which and, is cool. Yeah. And very, very Chinese style of uh, sword fighting here mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, technique and whatnot. I'm blanking on like the, the specific name of the art or the style. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, so next episode, uh, be talking about, uh, is the beach. Now I really only put this on here just because there's like one part that I feel like is really key at the, towards the end of this episode is where, uh, you know, Zuko, uh, Azula, Mai and Tylee, they're all just having a day at the beach and all that. And, you know, you get kind of get to see how they just hang out just for fun here for the most part here. Yeah. And, but like, Towards towards the end of the episode, they just have this campfire on the beach, and basically, this is kind of where you get to see like all four of these characters like really kind of spill their guts and like know what makes them tick for the most part. Here, I mean, you get you kind of uh, understand like uh, why Tylee is the way she is, why Mai is the way she is, and then I think the, uh, I think the big uh, money shot, so to speak, is essentially Zuko basically saying all these things that. You know, I, 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 I got everything I want, but now I'm angrier than ever here. Yeah. And, and then he's like, it eventually leads him into like saying, I'm angry at myself because I don't know what's right and wrong anymore here. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, he betrayed his uncle. He betrayed like, you know, the progress that he was making on that. And so I think that's kind of like where you start to finally see Zuko really come to terms to like all the decisions that he's made up to this point here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a hilarious episode, uh, especially when Azula's trying to flirt with the the boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious to me. 
I don't know why. It was just like yeah, how psychotic she is and like caught up in like war her, her and power. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, episode six, the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, this to me is one of the most important episodes of the season. I think probably the series in general yeah. here, just because I mean this really like goes into detail of like pretty much everything that led up to the whole conflict and like how things came to be for the most part here. Yeah, so we get to see more uh it's a whole it's a flashback episode that flashes back in time to Zuko's reading these scrolls he's found on the Ember Islands and then Aang's talking to Roku about uh about like why he needs to know about the past the past, past basically. Yeah. I mean essentially what this is is like this is like the episode 3 Revenge of the Sith um uh, of Avatar here. It's like sh- to the original trilogy if if the last airbender's original trilogy this episode is like the revenge of the sith yeah totally how did how did we get to the point that we are now exactly um so uh we get to see roku and we get a first look at sozin so uh, zuko's grandpa or great grandpa yeah and uh their relationship because they were both best friends they were yeah uh and now so we didn't know they had this relationship they grew up together uh, really close friends, and then um, at uh, Sozin's kind of coronation of sorts, like or birthday. I think it was the, oh, they shared a birthday. Uh, That's yeah. what it was. They shared a birthday. It was a big party. Yeah. Uh, Sozin. It was supposed to be high centered, kind of around Sozin, I guess, because he's the prince. Yeah. And then all these monks sh- people show up and say, and saying, uh, "We found the we avatar. found the avatar," and they start bowing to Roku. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, huh? okay." So. Uh, Zuko gets to learn a couple things about his great grandfather Sozin, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you get to see kind of uh, a little bit of jealousy, maybe in that of him and uh, Roku, you know, obviously. But then the opportunity Sozin sees to take to share the power, to share how great of a nation they are with the rest of the world. Yeah, no. now having the Avatar on his side. Yeah, no, I mean. R- basically like kind of shows like the original intent of like why the war happened in the first place. And essentially it was like, it was out of like the idea of like saying that prosperity, you know, we have so much prosperity. Why don't we, why don't we conquer the world that way that we can make the world prosperous as well here, as opposed to like, you know, just letting the world be as it is. And we're just hold up, up in, um, you know, our islands basically. Yeah, and then you see like the conflict. So Roku leaves for years, comes back in uh, a grown man because he mm-hmm. leaves when he's I think sixteen to Somewhere start training there. in the other bending styles. Mm-hmm. A lot of time has passed because I think he's gray at this point when he comes back. Almost. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. The, there's also the because like that whole conversation about like you know uh, Sozin starting the war that happens at his uh, Roku's wedding day here and all that. Oh, that's right. So yeah, he comes back and then. Uh, there's some back and forth, and then Sozin is kind of overstepping still. So Roku has to step in and, and kind of own him, basically slap him a little around and go, "If you don't stop this, I'm gonna put you down." Basically, yeah. Uh, and then you know, it, it goes up until when Roku dies. Yeah, which is he's saving an entire island of people from a volcano. Yeah, which and, is really cool. Which I mean, yeah. And then you have like Sozin who comes in and he's going to help and it looks like you know oh okay these guys are just going to patch things up and it's going to go back to normal nope. here nope basically Sozin used that leaves him, yeah. use that as an opportunity for he does help him for a minute he does but i mean you know but but he seizes the opportunity, opportunity. of okay the avatar's going to be gone now a baby essentially 
Yeah. And I can do what I wanted to and do. I can, I can take the can, world over. And then I can destroy the air nomads, yep. end the cycle, and yep. then call it good. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the big bombshell in this episode is he goes, uh, Iroh starts talking to Zuko as he's reading these scrolls saying, you know, yeah, this is about your great grandfather. And he's like, yeah, but I just don't understand what you're, what I was supposed to learn from this. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sozin's your great grandfather, but avatar Roku is your other great grandfather on your mom's side. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Like, which is, which is, uh, even going into like, uh, that comic, uh, about like them finding, uh, Zuko's mom and stuff like that. Reason being like why her and, uh, uh, her and Ozai were paired up uh, from the beginning was because, you know, she had the avatars bloodline. Yep. So, and then obviously Ozai had Sozin's bloodline. So they figured like, okay, we can make, we could like put these two together and like create like a really strong line of benders with this here. Mm-hmm. Basically. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super good episode though. Yeah. No great lore episode. I mean, we don't get a lot of like world building and lore bending in this, uh, season in particular compared to the other seasons. But like this one is like the one that really hits it home here for that. Like if it's, it's, you know, mostly condensed just to this episode, but yeah, man, like the stuff that they put in there, really good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so moving on, you know, Talking about other notable episodes. Uh, talking about the Puppet Master. Yep. So, basically, um, one question. Did Stephen King write this episode? Because, yeah, he did. My gosh, this is like some like... It's horror movie. It's, it's horror movie stuff. Here, From the know? beginning. You know? Talking around a campfire. Tell, yeah. Telling scary stories and stuff like that. And then, um, and then like, you know, you, you meet the... They meet the innkeeper who's... Seems kind of off, kind of creepy for a minute there. And yeah. then they find out more about it. It was like, oh, she was just a waterbender that got stolen away. And she's just been hiding out uh, in the Fire Nation ever since here. And it's just yeah. like, okay, so she's a good guy then, you know, by by definition. And then you find out more about her. And, like, uh, because what was going on, like, uh, before this point is there's been, like, rumors and, like, these people that were disappearing in like the woods that she was in and she was the one responsible for that. And the, how she did that was a technique called blood bending where you yep. bend the water inside somebody to make them do what you want them to do. Hence the name puppet master. Yeah. Here. And so her, she's kind of mentoring Katara at this point, you know, kind of showing her all the other ways you can use bending or like where you can draw water from. So she's like using it from, from like, you know, the grass, like, you know, and like the trees and like just pulling like water out of like those things and making them wilt and all that. But, uh, you know, useful. But then like, you know, you get to the point where it's like, yeah, when it's a full moon out and when your water bending abilities are at its uh, peak, you know, blood bending, that's a thing and you can do it. And ultimately, Katara has to blood bend in order to save both Aang and Zuko. Otherwise, they... Uh, the puppet master lady was going to have them kill each other essentially. Yep. So I think you said it well. Episode 10 and 11. Yeah. Uh, Two parter episode, the day of black sun. Yep. Uh, This is the cool mini team up episode that you think is going to be the finale almost. Yeah, no, it's definitely a bait and switch episode because you see like Ang shaving his head. Toph's got like avatars back. Yeah. Toph's got her, uh, like her hat that she's wearing, Zuko, or sorry, not Zuko, uh, Sokka 
is like putting on his like a uh, wolf armor and yep. all that. It's like, and then, you know, you have Katara and Aang kiss. And it's like, okay, this is really speaking to like some finality to it. And you have like old characters coming back. Like the boulder comes back as well as, uh, uh, the Duke pipsqueak, the Duke pipsqueak and, uh, the people from the, I think it was the Northern air temple or, Oh, the, the, the no. guys who, um, the guys Western air temple, I think. Okay. Yeah. I but, don't know. But the ones that basically the invention people who, yeah, who took were over, living in one of the temples, who took over the temple. Yeah. Uh, Western air temple. Western. Pretty, I think is what it was. No. Cause then we, they went to the Western air temple. I don't know. One of the air temples. We don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Cool inventions. Yeah. Like the little snake moving thing like the slug oh, yeah. almost things that the the earthmen yeah, are controlling su- submarines essentially yeah we get subs um so the balloon idea so this is kind of a throwback the balloon idea that uh they, the they, fire nation stole after they were riding around in it invented it yeah they, they come back and they're bigger and badder than they were before like these huge gigantic war balloons yeah which i mean comes to full for, uh fruition in the uh in the finale here yeah yeah yep but, but yeah, I think it was a good episode. Uh, Sokka gets to actually lead the invasion because uh, their dad actually gets wounded. Mm-hmm. And so he basically just leaves it up completely to Sokka to to do this. And they fail. Yeah. Um, because uh, Azula learned last season that they, that were, they planning. were planning on attacking on that day. So they're kind of all locked away and there's no one in the city when they show up. Yeah. No, they, they basically just uh, they they were prepared and they were ready for, you know, uh, whatever precautions they needed to take in order to make this happen here. Yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've also finally get to see Zuko stand up against his dad, basically tell him like, you know, like you are a garbage person, basically yep. like you have done all these things to me in my life. I'm going to free my uncle. I'm going to uh, join the avatar, join the avatar. And, and we're going to take you down all that stuff. And then his dad responds by shooting lightning at him. And then Zuko does his uh, redirection technique and then bails here. Yep. And so, and then Iroh basically goes beast mode and gets some stuff out of jail. You don't actually get to see it. No, that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah. So pretty solid episode. Pretty solid episode. Yeah. And I think the, the, the next episode we're going to talk about is even more important than this one personally. Okay. Uh, which is episode 12 the western air temple yeah um yeah i mean this is the episode where zuko joins team avatar yeah and i mean has has a hard time doing it like uh for starters well it wouldn't be easy if you were trying to capture the avatar and kill the other people basically well yeah you've been the villain for for two seasons two seasons basically but yeah and so obviously there's going to be some trust issues there and all that i mean they uh, came around in one episode yeah <laughs> well, hey, I'm a good guy well, now. Except for Katara. Katara was By the a, end of it, she was kind of into it. Or I guess not. She still had doubts throughout the next few. Oh, she most definitely did. But yeah, and then, you know, uh, like, and even like callbacks, like, you know, the fact that like Appa was friendly to him just because like he, he said freed him. He freed him yeah. when he was at Lake Laogai or whatever. And then, um, and then other things too, um, you know, uh, but then they learned that he was the one that hired the combustion man here, which uh, one thing we did not mention is basically that there's this assassin chasing uh, the avatar. Team avatar that can shoot fire from his well, basically, mind with his mind. Yeah. Basically like, 
well like explosions yeah basically explosions for the most part here and so and so he's been hunting him for like pretty much the beginning of the season for the most part because zuko uh came to realize that the avatar still probably is alive and if he shows up as a lot or if he shows up being alive after i got all the credit for taking that's why azula gave it to him like yeah that then i'm gonna then i'm I'm in trouble basically. So yeah. he's trying to kind of circumvent that, make sure that doesn't happen. And, uh, but basically that ends up, uh, being like a point of contention with team avatar here. And yeah. then, uh, but eventually he takes down the combustion man, uh, and they, he gains their trust. And then he starts, uh, to fire, fi- teach fire bending. Dang. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then we get episode 12, the Western air temple. Well, Oh, sorry. We just did that yeah, one. We just did Ooh, that one. Brain fart. Yeah. Uh, episode thirteen, Firebending Masters. This was a really cool episode. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No. It's um. I mean, really, you just kind of get to see like the whole idea of firebending because like when we uh were first introduced to like the whole concept and like learning how to firebend from John John and like book yeah, one. Yeah. You know, all he really talked about is like the discipline it requires, the danger it has, and then like even with like Zuko, you see him like only relying on his rage to like actually make it happen here. And even Zuko's having a hard time firebending in this episode. Cause he's because, at peace finally. Well, yeah, he finally has peace. He doesn't have like that rage that's fueling his firebending. And so they both have to go back to the original source of firebending in order to like understand like, okay, how do we actually firebend? And then it turns out that there are two dragons that are still alive. They didn't all get purged. Uh, like the story's, uh, that the fire nation told them Iroh actually let them live mm-hmm. here. And so after they, you know, uh, learn from the dragons, then basically they are now able to start practicing firebending at that point. Yeah. And I think the, the difference is they, they kind of given the, the revelation that fire is very similar to like life. Like yeah. it's like, uh, like it's been associated just Pretty much only rage with and destruction for yeah. the most part, like up to this point here. And you're seeing energy like, is what they talk about right. in life and, and like in passion and seeing like kind of like a, a more of a beauty behind it rather than just like, you know, the bad guy destructive force type of thing here, you know? Yeah. What super cool episode. Yeah. And it, and then it gives obviously both of them the ability to start really going forward with their firebending. Yeah. Nope. For sure. All right. So, uh, next up is, uh, 14 and 15, uh, the boiling rock. So two parter episode basically. Yeah. I, for me, I didn't, I didn't like this, these episodes that much. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know why I just didn't. I mean, I, I would say key episode for Sokka because this is essentially Sokka's main mission to rescue Suki, rescue, uh, his dad, his dad, Hakoda. you know, gives him a, a chance gives them, you know, more opportunities to actually uh, show that him being the ideas man and yeah. like, coming up with a way to get out of there. Also gives, you know, Zuko and Sokka a chance to bond and like, you know, establish more trust. I mean, there's that great line in there where they're going over to, uh, they're flying over to the prison and they're talking about like Sokka's ex-girlfriend. And he's like, oh yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, my last girlfriend before Suki, she became the moon. And then yeah. Suki's just like, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that was a pretty good line. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, and so you know they rescue Suki, they rescue Hakodo, um, and then but probably like the biggest thing was like my entirely turn on Azula in this episode. Yeah, that is that is the key part. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I mean, it, to me, it was you got to see like Sokka being Sokka, but other than that, it was like okay. Let's, and then they got a new guy. What was the new guy's name? There's like, hi, I'm new at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. When the, they all return. The, the prison guy yeah. or whatever. I forget. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, next episode is episode 16, the Southern Raiders, where uh, uh, Katara, or is he, I can't remember. I'm trying to think if Zuko asked Katara what, what happened to her mom. Uh, he asked uh, Sokka that because right because like that's the part we were talking about earlier where he goes into the tent here he goes in there to talk oh to yeah her, that's right talk to uh, Sokka about like yep. what happened to so yeah uh, Zuko uh, ends up getting information from Sokka and he's like hey do you remember their flag oh those are the Southern Raiders I know where they're at yeah they go so then he says hey I know where the people that killed your mom are let's go check them out with Katara yeah at this point everyone's gone on these life changing adventures with Zuko yeah uh, everyone's kind of gotten their own thing so now it's Katara's turn and she goes and uh, they end up going toe to toe with the guy that did it and yeah. she can't do anything. She's yeah. like, I'm not going to kill him. Well, and then also, yeah, because, I mean, Katara was, like, full-on, like, rage mode. Oh, she and, wanted to kill him. Like, well, and there was, like, one guy in there that she just ends up uh, bloodbending uh, yeah. in order to get uh, information out of, uh, get information on, like, where the, the man that killed her father is. And, um, and you also learn, like, uh, what led up to Katara's mom dying is because the Southern Raiders were basically uh, cracking down on waterbenders and they heard that there was a waterbender in the Southern, Southern tribe. Yeah. Southern tribe. So basically Katara's mom takes the fall for it. Says yeah. I, I'm the waterbender. I'm the waterbender to protect, take me prisoner. Yeah. To protect Katara here. And so that's, and then the guy goes, I'm not taking prisoners today. Yeah. He kills her right exactly. there. And then they leave. Yep. So let's talk about, the showstopper yeah. of this season, which is the finisher, the finisher. So we're talking the grand finale episode 18 through 21. Sozin's comment. Yep. So starts out. Angs is conflicted on how he should handle the fire Lord. He wants to stop him. Doesn't necessarily want to kill him. He's consulting his friends. He's consulting past avatars. Pretty much all. Every one of them is saying like, yeah, buddy, we, we know you want to be a pacifist on this, but you kind of have to do this here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then you get Phoenix King Ozai, self-proclaimed ruler of the world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to burn everything to the ground, rebuild it, and he named Azula uh, the new Fire Lord. Yep. So, Yeah, and then we also get like an actual proper introduction to the White Lotus and actually understand what they are now here. And it consists of Boomy. It consists of Zhang Zhang, yep. Paku, uh, Sokka's uh, Swordmaster, and then, of course, Iroh here, who head guy. Yeah, and then you get you know some cool moments with Iroh and Zuko. They're reunited. Yeah. And then the White Lotus. So Iroh's had these dreams of taking Bossing safe for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't really necessarily know that it was going to be to reclaim Bossing Say for the Earth Kingdom and not for the Fire Nation. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Which I mean, yeah, kind of a interesting twist of fate on that one here. But uh, and then uh, among that whole conversation that Iroh has with Zuko, 
Zuko wants Iroh to be the Fire Lord and like take his dad's place. And he's like, no, my time is pretty much come and gone. You're going to take your dad's place, essentially. You're mm-hmm. going to be the new Fire Lord. So, so basically, Team Avatar is kind of like divvying it up because right now they're trying to, they have no idea where Aang is. So they're just trying to like make do without him the best they can. Mm-hmm. And so the plan is, is like Toph, Sokka, and uh, Suki, they're going to go try to do something about the air fleet uh, that they have going on. And then Zuko and Katara, they're going to go uh, confront Azula here. And then uh, he's going to essentially challenge her for the, the title Agni of Fire Kai. Lord. Yep. Agni Kai. Uh, so, yeah, um, with all that going on, yeah, we have these little pods of Team Avatar going around doing different stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Aang, who's on this island, which turns out to be a lion turtle. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, we won't get into the lore of the lion turtles, but basically gives Aang a new ability, which is uh, energy bending. Yep. So, basically a cop out to where he's not going to have to kill Ozai. Pretty much, He yeah. can take his bending away. Yep. Uh, if he's not corrupted. Yeah, if his will is stronger than Ozai's, essentially, mm-hmm. here. As Which in, I'm surprised by that. But, you know, obviously he has to win the day. It's the Avatar. It's the Avatar. And then Azula is starting to go, like we mentioned earlier, full-on, paranoid, crazy, cutting her hair, banishes the Dai Li, banishes uh, her her uh, her advisors, those two old women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and... Yeah, I mean, it's this uh, John John is showcasing, like, you know, what the what Sosan's comic can do. He can fly. Iroh is going yeah, that was off. dope. Yeah. Him just hovering in the air, basically, and yeah. flying around shooting fireballs. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, like, Sosan's comic is, like, magnifying every firebender's ability to firebend to, like, a T. Like, basically. Uh, They're just OP. Well, yeah, because essentially, like, what it's coming down to now is like you could have one firebender on the war balloon. Yeah. Basically like spraying fire, they palming like, uh, or like doing like essentially like a airstrike just with one guy. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and then we, at the very end of these episodes, we get kind of, you know, uh, two main fights. Yes. We have Ozai versus Avatar Aang, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Zuko versus, uh, Azula. And Katara. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the end, she yeah, shows but, up. But, uh, so, looking at which one do you want to look at first? Uh, let's let's do uh, Zuko and uh, Azula first here. So, so Zuko shows up right in time during the coronation of uh, Azula, Azula, and yeah. she's about to be made Fire Lord, and he challenges her to an Agni Kai. And at first, they weren't going to do it, but he's like, "No, nah, there's something off about her. I can take." Her. I can. Yeah, well, so it's not that weren't they weren't going to do it. Is that uh, Iroh said, you and Katara need to take her, her together. Down, yeah. Uh, and then so she, that's what Katara says is like, we're supposed to do it together. He's like, something's off. I can take her. Yeah. So Agni Kai happens, uh, and an epic fight ensues. Like the colors are amazing. Oh. Like the fighting's awesome. Like th- this the score is amazing. This fight and, uh, and you know, the Ozai fight. They blew out the budget for their animation department. And oh, it yeah. It looks so good. And the score is awesome. Like the, yeah, yeah, it the, was like just score. There's no talking or anything yeah, with, with the, the fighting. And so it was really interesting until uh, Azula gets hit by one of 
Zuko's fireballs. Yeah, and then, he does like that uh, break dancing move essentially. Yeah, here, the which, spin kicks on the yeah. ground. Yeah, super awesome though. Uh, and the only reason Azula like Zuko could have taken her straight on at this point, but then she's doing lightning bending. Yeah, Zuko kind of makes a comment like, "Why aren't you lightning bending? Afraid I'll redirect it." Yeah, and then like, uh, she, I think that's what she says in this fight. And then he. Yeah. She targets Katara, yeah, knowing Zuko's gonna have to try to try to protect her. Yep, and then he takes the the he's not able to redirect it because he's just jumping in front of it, right? Um, and then so at Katara least not, at least not redirect it properly because it looks like he did he uh, does slightly to where he wouldn't die. He does kind of redirect it a little bit or like is trying to, but I mean, but like he's you know trying to do it last minute and try to protect Katara, so his form probably doesn't look like it's like completely perfect. So he does take, take a hit on this one yeah. essentially. And then, uh, Katara comes in and starts fighting and doesn't have enough water and then finds the underground water system. The fire nation uses yep. and beats Azula. Yeah. And like really, like really creative fashion. She like lures Azula over to the grate where all the water's at. Yeah. And then like, in cases both of them in ice slowly thaws her side of the ice. her side of the ice down so she could like uh, t- uh, use this chain that she found just like two seconds earlier wraps it around like Azula's hands and like basically pins her down more or less so that she can't actually do anything anymore. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Azula's defeated. Yeah. And then we get to the fight that was has, has been like uh, promised like since pretty much the beginning of this series here, yep. which is, yeah, uh, Fire Lord Ozai versus Avatar Aang here. I mean. Dope from the gates. Oh, yeah. no, Super awesome action. Really good animation. Mm-hmm. Next level bending and fight. Yeah. Choreography. Uh, the colors they use are amazing. All the different reds and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh you see Ang lose a lot of move from previous episodes. What I mean by that is like, like the, the rock wa- armor, the water whip, the water whip, stuff like that, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, no, just really good callbacks and all that. And, uh, you know, and the whole thing we didn't mention earlier, but Ang hasn't had a chance or hasn't been able to go into the Avatar Saint ever since Azula shot him with lightning, shot him with lightning here, kind of kind of like blocked his chakra or separated like uh, something and all that. And then in the fight, you know, he gets uh, a rock hits him like right, like right where he got hit by lightning and stuff like that. Somehow unlocks it. Like, yeah, basically uh, re-triggers it, re-unlocks it, what, whatever you want to call it here. And now nah, it's like, that's when like Ozai knew he effed up basically yep. here because like he, he cut because he comes out of the rubble, just like grabs his like a uh, beard goatee and all that. And he's just like blocking it and just like basically has him on the run at that point here. Yeah. That's when you know that the tides kind of turned, uh, he uses like this cool bubble and then like brings all these other elements and rings around his air bubble. Yeah. And like, so basically he's doing some create, like he shoots out like rock bullets mm-hmm. at certain points and yeah, you- just really cool stuff he's doing. Uh, and then eventually he looks like he's going to, he, captures uh ozai in like these rocks and looks like he's gonna do a finishing blow comes out of the avatar state mm-hmm. to stop it uh he lets uh ozai out because he's still got his butt kicked and he's still kind of whimpering around yeah and then uh it looks like ozai's gonna try to make a move yeah and, and he it, does he tries to sh- he shoots lightning at him well yeah and like he uses that uh 
you know, uh, Toph's uh, earth bending technique. To sense it, yeah. To sense it here. And then basically earth bends uh, his limbs and all that. And, yeah. uh, you know, repels like his fire that's coming out of his mouth. And then like basically energy bends him. Yeah, it takes his bending away. Yep. And then that's it for the fight pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, just a couple of... Uh, a couple of notes on like just what happens next. I mean, you know, Zuko and Mai end up together. At least we for, think. We think because the comic goes into some detail about whether or not they actually did or did not stay together here. Okay. They had like a little on and off again kind of thing. Sure. So I mean, he had he had to marry someone. He's yeah, got grandkids in Korra. He, he does. Yeah. Uh, Ty Lee joined the Kyoshi Warriors, like we mentioned earlier, yep. teaches them the chi blocking. Zuko is the Fire Lord. Uh, and, you know, yeah, it kind of mirrors. Uh, yeah, Sozin and Roku, what they could have had yeah, and the wh- peace that wh- could have ensued. What could have happened, like, all those years ago. And then, uh, the, and then the cliffhanger that they like to tease, like, in, like, you know, uh, not only in this uh, series, but even in Korra as well here. Like, we're has Zuko's mother been this whole time? And have you looked into like all uh, the stuff that briefly? Happened? Yeah. Like it's wild, man. It's like, like she like got married again, yeah. had a memory erased, memory erased her face, her face changed. Yeah. Had it, had a kid and like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know I mean, who wrote that, but I, I don't know. I'm it's Canon. Yeah. It's Canon. But so, it's freaking weird, man. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why they didn't do a third or a fourth season. I don't know, but if that was, but, but, that de- was but definitely like, if you're curious about that, you know, check, check that out. There are videos on uh, YouTube that are uh, going to go into full detail on that. Um, Iro's got his tee shot back in Boston. Say he does. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just hanging out, having a good time. And then, um, yeah, then Aang and Katara have a moment at the end of the series. Uh, yeah, that's like the last. It's all finished. That's the last shot, right? Yeah, the series is literally finished after two children kiss. Yeah. Because Aang's 13 and she's 15 at this point, I yeah. think. Which I'm like, okay. There's a lot of kissing in the show for a kid's show. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. They didn't have to be. I mean, I mean, it is. It it's is. It's so weird watching animation do that. Well, it's just weird. Like, having like you know kids that young like have a love story like, i know yeah them, just because it's just I'm like 12 it's like you don't know jack like, i mean yeah the cultures are different and stuff like that well, but. well cultures are different but i mean i think this is just kind of more of like you know what what other like you know shows or movies or whatever do do not have like a love story like the majority of them oh do yeah all, almost so, all of them yeah i mean this is just happens to have be one that focuses on kids here for the most part of like age is like you know 13 to or sorry 12 to 12 to like you know 16 or something like that so yeah i mean you know it is what it is here yeah but but uh all right well let's talk about what we liked about this season uh zuko yeah that's that's it no i mean uh yeah i mean he is i mean probably the best written character in this show here, you know, just in terms of like story arcs and all that stuff. I think, yeah, they absolutely nailed it with him. Um, I mean, for me, Iroh becoming a beast, you know, I thought that was awesome. And then you also get to see the fire nation up close here, 
you know, you had, yeah, it was nice to see like what it was actually like on the inside. Right. I mean, versus you, what everyone says about it. Right. And you know, you get to see like, okay, how, how is life in the fire nation? Is it good? Is it bad? You know, yeah. Did, are the people victim of the fire nation victims too? You know, and turns out, yeah, they kind of are actually here. You know, the children are indoctrinated to be essentially like a, like an extension of like the, the empire and the government. And then you have like, uh, their own villages being like uh, put at risk or, or like just uh, not cared for if they need like weapons or like a factory to pollute it. And so, yeah, no, there's definitely problems with the fire nation. So you get to see that up close here. Um, and overall, I like the serious tone, the darker tone that it takes this season. I think that, you know, I think it just made for, you know, better season, better writing and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, the expanded lore when it came to like, uh, you know, Roku and Sozin and their history together. That was cool. That Super was cool. That was really cool. But I mean, again, the showstoppers, Sozin's comment here. Yeah. Like those last four episodes, just banger. And yep. Yeah. I agree with you on that. So, um, but yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, Zuko's whole arc, um, learning more about him and just like the reveals of Roku being his grandfather, great grandfather. Yeah. All that stuff. And, yeah, I just I just really liked the season. I liked how Aang turned out and yeah, kind of how he was able to do what he needed to do. Yeah, exactly. Fulfill his destiny for the most part. So, least favorite parts? Uh, I feel like it was short only because I enjoyed all the episodes so much. Yeah. Uh, I wish we got another season or at least like maybe like a, like, like a movie or something that yeah. kind of wrapped up the cliffhanger of where's my mother. Well, I mean, that's what the comic for. I know, is, but I that, nobody's going to read those. Wow. Except for all the people on the internet. Yep. Basically. Uh, yeah, I understand the comics and stuff like that. That's what it's but, for. But there I mean, was originally supposed to be book four air, though. Really? And I, w- I hope now with the success that's happening, they go back, maybe not right after, but yeah. do like an in-between series between that and Korra. Yeah, like kind of like how we saw glimpses uh, in Korra. Yeah, do it when they're adults. When they're adults and they're in Republic City. You yeah. Know, you have Sokka on the council. You, could have, you have Toph doing... Th- leading up the metal bending uh, task force and all that. I mean, realistically you could have the series. I mean, if you want to do like a Boruto thing, I don't know why you would maybe be 50, 50 split with uh boomy Kaya and, and Tenzin. Tenzin yeah. Cause those are really, if you look at those characters, Boomy's a lot like Sokka. Yeah. You know, then yeah. you got Kaya who's Katara and Tenzin who's more like Aang. Yeah. Uh, and so you could have the, those three yeah. do adventures or whatever. You could, you, I mean, that is... Or have him be around while the adults are doing I mean, stuff. that is an opportunity there. I mean, I mean, heck, I, would, I wouldn't even mind to see, like, maybe even more on, like, Roku or Kyoshi or, like, some of the previous avatars or yeah. even, like, let's let's dial it all the way back. Let's get... Let's, Juan. Let's see Juan here, you know? We saw the beginning and end, basically, of Juan. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going into the thing... But getting back on track here. So, things that I don't like about this season in particular... Um, I would just really have like just two episodes in general. I think the play episode is kind of a waste of time. I like that one. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I, I get what they were going for. I just kind of felt like, okay, I like filler. Yeah. Yeah. It's filler. And then even in the beach episode, I felt like was filler with like high school drama pretty mm-hmm. much here. And it's like, even though like, yeah, I will say like, it does have like a pretty important moment, like towards the end of it. It's still like the majority of it. I was just like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah. But overall thoughts here. Yeah, uh, best season of Avatar, really solid 
important wrap up of the, of the whole series. Like they did a great job. Yeah, no, I mean, like th- ten out of ten. I don't know how they could have done it better, to be honest. I mean, no, th- this is the best season of last of the last Airbender. Here uh, wraps up everything in a set. I would have liked more Iroh. Yeah. But I understand why they didn't. Yeah. But I mean, it wraps everything up in a satisfying way. And that's something that not many TV shows you can actually say do well. Game right. Of, Game of Thrones? Not. No. Nope. Um, but, uh, you know, characters become fully realized or epic fights. I mean, you know, the whole Sozin's Comet uh, story arc or like the, the finale and all that, that is like pretty much like, you know, giving everybody a textbook example of how to do a epic finale to a series here. Yeah. And so no take so, notes. So filmmakers. Um, so one last question I do want to ask you before we wrap up here. So obviously we're going to be getting a live action version of this here. What do you want to see from that in terms of like, you know, how, how different do you want it to be? Because obviously I don't think we, I don't think either one of us really want a shot for shot remake. Like, a la Lion King or something no, like yeah. that. I would say um, it's got to have the same story beats as far as like the overall, obviously, arc sure. of it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like it to be heavily more martial arts, like heavily, heavily on the martial arts side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, don't take too many liberties. Yeah. <laughs> like be creative, but don't. Don't try to make it something it's not like the movie did. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, I think here's the thing. This is like a great story, great writing, all this stuff here. I feel like, you know, it should be experienced by more people than it already is here. I yeah. think I think um I think the barrier of entry is just the fact that, you know, some people will look at it and just be like, "Oh, it's a kids show," you know, like Right. And it's like if this was like kind of like Maybe like going more towards like that, uh, like a Marvel crowd or like, you know, done in the style of like a yeah, Star Wars. I would movie. say age it up a little bit. Age it up a little bit. Like kind of make it like more of like a PG-13 style. Uh, I think they have to with how much action there is. I, th- I think you are correct on that. And so if you kind of like, you know, make it with that intention in mind and then like, you know, you can do like some of the more serious or darker storylines or like have that tone a little bit earlier on in the Mm -hmm. seasons potentially, or like, you know, handle like, you know, some, uh, bigger themes with that. I think that would be probably the way to go in all honesty. Yeah. And I would say definitely the score needs to be there. Oh, it's gotta be there. Yeah. Yeah, Like I want the, I want that same score that they have and yeah. Theme music. Yeah. So, and, uh, I love the, the drumming. I forgot how much to tell you. I love the drumming in that, uh, masters episode, the, uh, the, with like the drag, the sun people, oh, yeah. the we need that more of that in the live action episodes. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more, I'm more interested to see the cast. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's no namers. I hope it's just new newcomers or maybe people have been in some big stuff, but they're not like huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, nah, I would, I would probably prefer that too. In all honesty, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, we actually get some details on that fairly soon just because it got announced, like, what, maybe about a year and a half ago, and we haven't heard anything since. Mm-mm, not yeah. really. So, yeah, kind of weird, but anyway. Oh. All yeah. right. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out our other Thursday throwbacks, uh, book two, book one, and uh, sometime in the near future, we don't know when, we'll probably end up doing Cora, but until then... Uh, Stay tuned for other throwbacks. We're going to have other movies in there as well. 
Uh, and, you know, have an awesome week. And remember, everyone's a nerd about something. <laughs>